All right. Hello, everybody. It is 10:55 p.m. local time. Uh, welcome to the fourth episode of the Sports Conversation podcast. The date today is the 9th of November, Monday, the 9th of November. That means we are one day away from the IPL finals. And with me today on the podcast, I have Dhruv Kapoor. Hello, everybody. I am back. And we have an actual cricket analyst, Siddharth Sahu. Hi everyone, genuine cricket analyst here. Very nice. So, guys, the final is tomorrow, <laughs> and we have, a, we have a lot yep. to talk about. The last episode we recorded was like a week or two ago. Thirty-first, thirty-first October. Lot has happened since then. Would anyone like, would anyone like to start us off with uh, anything that's happened since then? What do you want to talk about? I mean, we have Siddharth here, uh, Siddharth Sahu here, who can, who's, who's, who has his first episode, so he can start off. Yeah. So uh, obviously, the elephant in the room, the playoffs matches so far. MI being the dominant team as usual. facing DC I mean what do you guys think about that match that was that was very well played by MI I think they won by over 70 runs they made 200 yeah 57 so they made 220 overs and then DC in 20 overs could only make 143 so it's just that just tells tells you how how much of an all-round team MI is they could take eight wickets and they could make 200 runs in 20 overs. So, very balanced team and might be favorites everywhere to win this IPL, but not for me. I step back in DC. Really true. I mean, if, yes. I mean, if you look at that match, 15th over DC were dominating and MI were looking at a target under 180, and then they pushed it to 200 and destroyed the match in the power play. So. I, I don't see why they aren't your favorites. They're dominating with the bat and the ball. It's not that they aren't favorites statistically. If I look at it statistically, they will win. But I want DC to win. I do not want MI to win. So it's it's a personal preference. You know what? That actually makes sense. It is your opinion, in fact that matters in the end but the truth is that MI is going to win I mean you can compare the season to last year's MI the number one you know number one team on the points table defeating the second place team four times twice in the playoffs I mean this would be the exact same scenario exactly oh no DC DC might bomb the table next year as well yeah yeah and if you look at it even uh, the years preceding MI's IPL wins. 2018, CSK beat MI in the opening game. MI beat CSK in the next game, obviously. And then win four against them in the next year. 2019, DC beat us in the opening game. We beat them in the next game. And this year, we're going to beat them four times. Doesn't that just make perfect sense? That's hard. If you're going it that way, we can say that 2015, MI won. 2016, MI did not win. 2017, MI won. 2018, did not win. 2019, they won. 2020, MI does not lift the cup. <laughs> MI haven't qualified for the playoffs in any of the even years. They qualified yeah. this year, so this is different. Yeah, plus it's different, but still, it's not a win. Yo, Just 20. listen to me. 2020 is cursed, so obviously things are going to be different this year, and MI is yes. going to win in and even year. Exactly. So anyhow, the playoff matches, MI versus DC, we discussed that. That was qualifier one. Then we have qualifier two. That was SRH and RCB. Mm-hmm. I didn't so, really not not a very not a very exciting match. Kohli for. I don't know what his management was thinking, sending him out to open for the first time in the season. Very, very foolish because 
they knew even if there was like a 5% chance he got out early then the whole team would be under pressure and i don't think that's just that's a risk you can take because more often than not kohli does not score in an exacting pressure and that was just horrible management for me what do you guys think but i mean i think any such changes were necessary like rcb had lost i think five matches in a row up till then and i mean they needed to change something otherwise they were doing really badly yeah uh if you look at it that way even dc changed something in the dc sh match they put up uh, marcus toynes as the opener which we discussed about to not to not pick prithvishaw anymore and that was a great oh move oh my god that yeah. i yeah. am telling you this was by far the smartest most logical most <laughs> apt amazing move by the dc management to leave prithvishaw out i mean the guy can't play for he's a he's not a, he's not in great form okay and also i don't like him <laughs> so double bonus if he's not playing <laughs> that that is very evident so yeah uh, just stats off of uh, rcb and srh's match 20 overs rcb made 131 for seven wickets and then srh in 19.4 overs make 132 of four and kane williamson guiding them to victory with a very nice very well played 50 of 44 balls but then looking at the match you have to feel for abd williams that guy he's been playing so well he's been in tremendous form for like for forever he's missed it 360 and then his team it just i don't know man it just i have to feel bad for him no honestly though Devilliers always delivers whenever his team need him to, and you don't see that from someone like Kohli. I think at least this season I've not seen a lot of that. He's put up some good partnerships and knocks, but in the end, I think he's not as capable as Devilliers of picking up responsibility even when he's under pressure. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's got something to do with you know. him having the captaincy for so long and underperforming so the pressure's probably got to him who knows yeah also he gets out the manner in which he got out first of all two holder who's a part time bowler and was such a cheap manner of getting out he gloved a ball that should have been left alone or pulled the keeper picks him up goes swami even and i, I don't know it's not very he was the first wicket to fall right I I think I so. Think, I don't yeah. remember, but yeah, yeah. So that just goes to show. I don't think he's lacking from uh, a skill set point of view, but he's not in the right mindset right now. At least I think. To, to yeah, I mean, RCB never really got a good start. Uh, they've that particle got out for one run six balls. Virat Kohli six runs in seven balls. So just if your top order just crumbles like that. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on your third and fourth, which they did try to deliver. Aaron Finch and David Lewis, but it, was, it wasn't enough. Mm. Also, yo, I, yeah, yes, I'll go. Yeah, at the same time, I think we're like overlooking how well SRH performed. Like we're talking about how RCB didn't meet expectations, but Jason Holder, I think, was quite, bowled quite well, taking three wickets. Yeah, he is also one of the top Test bowlers. So, him performing here, I think, was just a natural progression. He is a genuinely good all-rounder, and him contributing for SRH is at least until the previous match took them to a whole new level. So, I think we're unfairly criticizing RCB here. SRH also pretty played pretty well. Mm, that's true. SRH played pretty well that game. This is why we need an actual analyst among us. We are so biased. <laughs> a little bit credit to SRH. Also, RCB did like a decent job at holding SRH back. They didn't make it easy. Took it almost to the last ball. 19.4 overs is what uh, it took SRH. Still though, yeah. decent job. I think. And I then you you see in SRH's batting order, Jason Holder had the highest strike rate. 
making 24 in 20 balls and having a strike rate of 120 so just a great uh, all-rounder to have in your team no i think a standout was mohammad siraj who came off like a really bad 2019 season and then in this match which was like a must win match he picked up warner and his opening partner goswami granted this was goswami's first match but still good effort from siraj definitely yeah all around a great match to watch hmm also didn't we did we create a dream 11 contest for this um i think you did i know but not for not for this match we did for i think the midc match midc match yeah 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 the captain i think you won that one drew yep i in that one yeah you did win that one four wickets 14 runs in four overs yeah so that was actually that was very smart making bumrah the captain and your vice captain was quinton dickock right Yeah, yeah, very smart. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quinton Dickov. I, yep, I picked up from you in the DC SRH match. I made Rabada the captain. <laughs> oh, and, wow. And Stoyd is vice captain. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh my God. Nice. Amazing. I was very nice too. You are pretty good. You have pretty good cricket sense. Uh, anyways, uh, what other matches did we have? Of course, DC versus SRH. After SRH beat Hyderabad, they. Face DC was it like yesterday, day before? Yeah, day before. Day before. Yeah. Good match. Was That good was match. yesterday. Yeah. Shikhar uh, Dhawan performing again for DC, making seventy-eight and fifty balls, giving them a great start with Marcus Toynis. I think he's been the best all-rounder this season, working great for DC and should. Work out in the next match in the final. So DC made 189 in 20 overs for the loss of three wickets, and SRH made uh, SRH made 172 in 20 overs for the loss of eight wickets, and DC won by 17 runs. So, yeah, uh, this time what shined was DC's batting, which I did not expect them to. But then yeah. that's great because uh, Shimron Hetmyer coming up at the end. Hitting 42 and 22 balls. Just there, nice. Actually, that's what I, mean, I felt like. We talked about. Yeah, yeah, go on. So we talked about Stoinis being one of the, uh, you know, standout performers for DC this season. So just a quick stat here: he's one of only 12 all-rounders to complete the 350 run, 10 wicket double in an IPL season. Hardik and Andre Russell did it last year, and Sunil Narayan in 2018. So it just shows you how consistent he's been over the entire tournament. That is pretty impressive, actually. Yeah. I was actually just about to say the only reason Stoinis has been such an amazing all-rounder, people have been calling him the best all-rounder this season, is because Hardik is not bowling. Okay, let's get that out of the way first. Anyways, though, okay. I still feel like. Stoinis did feel the pressure when he was opening because he he was dropped on three runs when he was on three runs he was dropped by holder off of Sandeep Sharma but then once he got a little more comfortable good innings though from Stoinis once he did get comfortable 38 of 27 sixes fours 140 strike rate pretty pretty good even Dhawan though wasn't he dropped as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one was dropped by Rashid Khan off of Sandeep Sharma's bowling, and then one or two balls later, LBW. But then uh, the LBW actually wasn't out. That one walked. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's fair to the bowler. One other thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. Uh, nothing. I mean, you can continue. Yeah, one other thing though. uh rabada he was amazing this match rabada has been amazing the whole season he has had only one game i think where he went wicketless and all the other games he has picked up a wicket or two yeah. i think against both Bombay. against mumbai i think yeah yeah both against mumbai so that's good 
No, but out of his four wickets, although he's a fantastic bowler, I'm not taking anything away from him. Three of those were tail enders. I'll tell you their names: Abdul Samad, okay, decent batsman; Rashid Khan, decent batsman; and Goswami. The thing is, all of these guys were just looking to hit and finish the match, and I feel like Ravana just took advantage of that, and that's how he got those wickets. And even Warner's wicket. the ball was not uh hitting the stumps it was moving away from it and the ball hit warner's pads and went back onto the stumps so i felt like rabara definitely got lucky yesterday but he still a pretty great bowler and he still scares batsmen i mean rabara has been quite an interesting uh i guess example this season i mean him and bumbra have been part of these really strong bowling attacks and so all the wickets they get they get is i mean they also come from the pressure created by the other bowlers when you compare that to someone like chofra archer who's there alone in the power play and in the middle overs delivering for rrs he barely gets any support and so i think when we're judging rabada's performance and perhaps even bumrah's performance who are again the top two purple cap contenders we also have to consider the strong bowling attacks they are part of so i think that's one of the reasons why rabada again has been so successful yeah, that is actually a very good point you make there cuz i was just about to say stoinis was also amazing in helping rabada he picked up three of the top four nakshar patel picked up one so yeah all around performance from dc's bowling do you have something yep. to add through nothing it's just the genuine sports analyst that we have here is just taking all my points it <laughs> <laughs> is too good you you can go ahead next night fine what what have you said was on on point yeah. and yeah marcus stoinis and gurgis about have been complimenting each other pretty well hopefully they do work out in the next match against them i and win we shall see uh One other thing, though, between Bumrah and Rabada, I definitely think Bumrah has the edge. He's the more complete T20 bowler, don't you guys? But do you really think next match Bumrah is going to get like four or five uh, wickets, and Rabada is only getting uh, is only getting one or two? I feel like Rabada will go wicketless in the finals, and Bumrah will deliver. Hmm. It's yeah, it's I mean, a feeling. In the last two DC MI matches, Rabada has taken a total of zero wickets and Bumrah has taken a total of seven. And so, you know, I mean, you can clearly see from that who's more effective in these matches between these two teams. Yep, but they're both still in the race, and anything can happen in the final. What do you guys think about the women's T20 though? It's a great initiative, isn't it? Yep, the final I think has finished. And just let me see more. The, the Trail Blazers I think won by around 20 runs just recently. Humans they won. Really? Yep. Weren't weren't one of the teams uh the defending champions and the other challenging them challenging their reign of 3 years or something yeah the supernovas have won both the uh, previous two uh, women's t20 challenges and i personally was supporting the trail blazers just for that reason i can uh, see where drew's coming from not wanting to support mumbai mm-hmm. nice so yeah the trail blazers won by 16 runs Who is captain of the Super No? Harman Preet Kaur, oh, of course. She's an amazing. Yes, Harman Preet Kaur. And Smriti Mandana, captain of Super No. So, hit a she's a hit a brilliant sixty-eight in the first innings. But the rest of the team just collapsed. So, I think for now, clear man of the match for the finals. Anyways, guys. Uh, let's move on to our next topic of the day. That is, oh right, Dhawan for DC. Dhruv, before the episode, you the orange cap. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red. How many runs? How many runs away from uh, Rahul is he exactly uh, from an India origin? He is exactly sixty-seven runs. Sixty-seven. Uh, if he makes sixty-seven runs, he will tie Rahul with six seventy total runs in this season. Mm-hmm. I think by strike rate he'll cross it. This Rahul had a pretty uh, slow season. He had a slow season, but his average of fifty-five was very necessary for his team. Mm-hmm. I think it's doable for Dhawan, especially considering that the match that he got out in MI versus DC qualifier one, it was an unplayable delivery by Bumrah. Which got the wicket of Savan? Yeah, it was it was Bolt actually. Bolt has yeah. actually got. Uh, no, Bolt Dhawan, has actually. Savan was Boomerah, yeah. right? Uh, no, I'm sure it was Trent Bolt with the Yorker. No, 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 no. no. Bolt got Prithvi Shaw and uh, Rahane. Boomerah got Savan. Uh, Savan was just with Boomerah. Bolt. Okay, alright. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was an unplayable delivery, and I don't think Bumrah will be able to replicate something like that. Instead, I think if Dhawan can get set, he can hit a decent knock. I mean, it's debatable. I mean, even in uh, the previous match in the group stages, Dhawan also got duck out to uh, Trent Bolt. So these two new bowlers, new ball bowlers. I mean. I'm not sure if Dhawan can really play them off to mm. get to a fifty. Mm. No, because in my mind, what's going to happen is the DC batting is going to collapse, and there's going to be uh, a lone warrior, you can call him, from their batting lineup. And I think that person is going to be Dhawan, who will hit probably like a fifty, fifty, sixty, with little cameos from all of the other batsmen. Probably 2030 from Stoinis, Shreya Sayer 10, Prithvi Shaw, uh, sorry, Rishabh Pant 10, Hetmeyer hits a couple of sixes, gets out, which will bring the overall total to a decent 140, 150. Given that DC bat first, batting second, uh, this could this prediction could flip on its head. If this was an ODI, I would agree with you that Dhawan could. Uh, solo carry DC, but T20 really is not Dhawan's forte here. I think a lot a hard hitter like Stoinis would would perform better in the final. But it all depends on what circumstances you're in. If you're chasing or making um, setting a target. What stadium is the final to be played in? Dubai. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, let me just google this uh yeah 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 dubai international stadium dubai dubai so i think yeah you're probably right thaman may collapse given that his performance the recent knock that he just hit of 70 78 was it against srh yep 78 yeah that was uh, in abu dhabi which is a much better track to bat on i think than dubai oh i see Definitely. you're trying to say something here uh no i mean i am i agree with siddharth i mean i don't think dhawan is going to perform as well as last match talking about the finals what do you think the approach or the strategies would be for teams like dc and mi Uh, obviously, since they've met thrice in this tournament already, they know the conditions of the ground pretty well, and they have uh, somewhat sorted out playing eleven. For MI, the only hiccup remains is that uh, Trent Bolt has a groin injury, and for DC, of course, they need to figure out a little bit more about their batting order and whether they want to play Stoinis at the top again. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yes. Yeah, so one trump card that DC hold is Ashwin. Uh, he has amazing records against all of MI's top seven, except for Surya Kumar Yadav. 
I mean, he bowled very well in the first qualifier. Didn't do that well in the in qualifier too. But I'm pretty sure that I mean he is like one of the most important performers for DC. And if they use him well, he can really dent MI's chances. Yeah, he was with uh, CSK for a long time, and the way I I am not sure here, but the way Dhoni might have conditioned him to play. Uh, because even before this, uh, Ashwin used to bowl in the first six overs, and somehow he never got hit for a lot of runs. So that X factor could really help DC achieve a better hand in this game. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with you guys, Ashwin. Even though I don't like him as a person, uh, because of reasons. He's a great player, and we have to admit that his man carrying has not been the most in spirit of the game. But still, in addition to his numerous insults, but we are not talking about those. He also got Rohit's wicket on the very first ball he bowled to him in qualifier one. What do you think yeah. Rohit Sharma is going through mentally before obviously beginning uh, the final match? Do you think he's going to be under pressure? Do you think he's gonna try to play defensive? I don't know. You know, I think one thing that uh, Mi could do, and this won't be popular, is maybe have Kishan and uh, either have Kishan and Deacock or uh, Surya Kumar Yadav and Quentin Deacock open, and have Rohit Sharma at number three or number four. And I mean, Sharma has not been in that good of a form this season. Whereas Surya Kumar Yadav and Kishan are both very good openers, at least in the IPL, and so if they're willing to take this risk, it might just pay off against DC if they're willing to shield Sharma. But then it is the final, and you can take risks. I'm not saying you cannot, but it would, on the safer side, it would be best to run the team as they are already, because they've won all three matches against DC, right? So if that plan is working, it hopefully should work once more. Okay. So do you have a counter to that? No, I mean I agree with them. I said if they're willing to take the risk, I mean they there are very good reasons for sticking with the winning team so far, but that's an option. Mm-hmm. No, what I think is they're definitely gonna let Rohit open, but if he. Falls cheaply again, and say Quinton Dikog also is not able to deliver. That's going to put a lot of pressure on Suryo Kumar Yadav and Ishan Kishan. And I don't know. Whenever something like this happens for MI, that top order, top two actually are not able to deliver in a match, their total it drops below par. So we saw in the final last year, Quinton Dikog got out, Rohit Sharma got out. Soon, Surya Kumar got out, and they hit like 149 runs, and all that too because of uh, hitting down the order from Polar. If something like this is to happen tomorrow, with the top order collapsing, and then hitting a small or uh, a below par total, do you think Bumrah possibly bowled Rahul Chahar, possibly James Pattinson or Mitchell McLennigan will be able to defend it? It really depends how DC approach the a low target. If they could approach it in two ways, just uh, play it out as a usual eleven, uh, or put a little pressure up front and put out like a Shimran Hetmyer who can hit the ball and put him in the first six overs and let him start and let him give DC a good start. So, but then again, Hetmyer would I don't think. Is capable to face Bolt and Bumrah from both the ends. So, MI do have a good enough bowling bowling attack to defend low targets. No, but here's where the concern for DC will be. MI have been in that situation of defending a low score in the final uh, twice. I think 2017 and 2019, their bowlers and fielders, fielders most importantly. Are used to that feeling of pressure when even singles matter, and you're supposed to be getting looking for runouts and 
uh, already saving one or two runs in the middle, which I think DC they have not been in the finals ever, and especially this this squad that they have is so young. So I doubt any of them have played any other uh, say matches that hold just as much importance or force them to be put under such kind of pressure to deal with this. So I think definitely Bombay could uh, hold or defend the low total because DC will just collapse. First of all, I don't think Bombay are going to score a low total, but if they do, if if DC bowl exceptionally. Then Bombay are most probably going to defend it, according to me. What do you think, sir? I agree. I mean, the approach of DC, as uh, was pointed out, is really important. If they play defensively like the teams did in the previous finals, they will lose. But their aggressive approach means they do have a chance. But again, I still back MI to hold their own under pressure. Something else uh, you want to talk about is Ajinkya Rahane. I don't think. DC are using him where they should in the way they they should be doing because last match he was held back until after Shivan Hetmyer got to bat and I feel like instead of Shreyas Iyer maybe they could have given Rahane a chance to go one down or two down just to get a feel of the pitches because you know that against MI you will need a batting lineup that is very deep and to give one of your best and most experienced batsmen just. Uh, such little opportunities to go out there and uh, score and to get a couple of balls in, get some runs on the board. I feel like they have misused him throughout the tournament. Did, he didn't even play the opening matches, did he? No, he was not. No, part of the tournament. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. They have not used Ajinkya Rahane properly, and he really isn't a batsman who can just go out there and hit sixes. So he needs to open, or he needs to go one down, and that's how he performs. And I don't think you really need a very, very deep batting lineup against MI. You just need an anchor player who can play along whoever comes and goes. So if Ajinkya Rahane or even Shikhar Dhawan, whoever can do that, they it just helps the batting order. It even helps the mood after you're done setting up a target. And gives just it, it lights up the mood. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. I feel like finishing though is something that DC will need. It has been Akshar Patel sometimes in the past. There has been Shimran Hetmyer. Who do you think will step up tomorrow? I mean, to be very honest, uh, DC. I don't think anyone is gonna step up. As far as finishing in DC goes, uh, none of their finishes have been in form. Rishabh Pant in particular. So it depends. If they get a low score, they might make it, but I don't think they have the firepower necessary. True. Yeah, I see your argument. What about though Bombay's finishing? That is just that has been exceptional, if I'm being uh, honest. With Hardik, Pollard. Ishan, Kishan up to an extent as well. Krunal Pandey up to an extent. Nathan Coulter Nile, the guy is yeah. a batsman. He he plays in the Big Bash League as a batting all-rounder. And Bombay have him bowling three out of his four overs and not getting a chance to bowl. They have too much batting. <laughs> Madhmi. Exactly. You don't you don't even need to put out stats anymore. You just say names. Kyron Pollard. Yeah. Hardik Pandya, Krunal Pandya, Rohit Sharma. You can just go on. They they have such they have such a deep batting order. So um, DC will have to put up a great fight, which I think, <laughs> which I think they would, and they should, and they will win the fight. Yeah, I love how you are laughing. Laughing. That is um, so not happening. No, seriously, imagine. Look at this Bombay batting lineup: Decock, Hitter, Rohit. Anchor, Surya Kumar Yadav, he's a flexible player. Ishan Kishan, he's a hitter. Olad is a hitter. Krunal Pandya, I'm not sure where he fits in exactly, but batsman. He's been out of form. Batsman, batsman. He, yeah, he's out of form. Hardik Pandya, pretty good hitter. Coulter Nile, he has supported innings in the past in IPL and the BBL. 
he has literally carried teams over the finish line and i think he's just an extra asset that we want to have they bought him after all for uh, i think 6 7 crores lot of money at the auction he was their most expensive buy so maybe that's why they want him yeah i agree how how many players did you mention do you mention like nine out of the 11 players who can just come out and hit 8 eight. 3 8 or 9 6 7 8 yeah 8 who can literally so, uh, bat very well rahul chahar uh, bumrah and bold three that cannot yeah even bold can sometimes hit it <laughs> bold hits <Yeah>. it <laughs> compare that to say dc's batting lineup i look at the most recent game You have Dhawan and Stoinis, great batsmen, but unreliable. Stoinis obviously could have been out on three runs last match, but he got lucky. Dhawan, four ducks. How much is that going to play into his mindset, guys? Having four ducks in the IPL going into the final. Honestly, he's an experienced player. He's played so many games now, and. I don't think his past is going to affect what he is going to do right now. Uh, yeah. Sahu, if you have any thoughts, Dhaban. Yeah, again, Dhaban has a tendency to step up in big tournaments and pressure situations. So. Yeah. I don't think the past record will make a difference. Yeah. I see you guys' points. Yeah. Shreyas Iyer, decent batsman. Hetmeyer, he's in good form as of now, but. You yeah. never know because he's literally just come back into the side. Pant out of form, Rahane out of form, Akshar's batting pretty well, and then I don't think we can expect much batting from Ashwin, Praveen Dubey, Rabada, or Nortia. I have I've seen Ashwin bat a couple of times, you know, just playing along, but that was for low targets and uh, targets yeah. that they already want. So. Can't rely on him, but then he still he still can like rotate the strike, hit a couple balls. All right, so maybe if we include him, we have one, two, three, four, five dependable batsmen. Then you have Stoinis and uh, Pant, who may or may not fire. And obviously you have Rahane as well, who I don't know. I don't feel like. There's any chance that he's gonna be hitting a 30 plus score tomorrow, simply because he's not had the time out in the middle of this tournament. Yeah, depends on his position, but we'll see. Maybe. It all depends. I don't want to play the devil's advocate, but maybe DC DC should give Prithvi Shaw another chance instead of Rahane, because at least he's delivered yeah. one or two occasions for them. Whereas Rahane is just—I don't know how. I would here. I would take the experience over what they have done just this IPL. So, but still, Rahane—he hasn't really played cricket in the last two years or so, right? Actually, yeah. Actually, versus Maybe RCB. No, no. Versus RCB this season, Rahane hit like sixty uh, from forty-six balls. Decent innings, so yeah, I definitely back him over Prithvi Shaw. You are right. I mean, anything over Prithvi Shaw. Anything over Prithvi Shaw, man. So, uh, genuine question: Do you think Prithvi Shaw is the most overrated player in the history of cricket? Maybe not the history of cricket, but at least right now. I mean, all. Young players are either heavily overrated or underrated. I mean, I guess I would say he still needs time, but for now he's really underperforming. Yeah, he's only 21. It's just been two years since he won the since he won. Yeah, it's the harsh league. to judge him. Right. 199. No, the thing is, people call him the modern day Sachin Tendulkar. Used to call him new, or the new Sachin Tendulkar. And you just look at the guy, and I don't know. I I just don't see it. 
Yes, this is very exactly. unfair. We have we have been over this. Let's not let's not go over this again. Besides, uh, he's also been picked in the India vs Australia squad instead of capable players like Manish Pandey. <laughs> I mean, he's a test. It was the test match squad, right? No, no, I am kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah. As as a test match squad, maybe actually he does deserve to be in the test match squad. He's a good test player, based on what we saw in the India West Indies series. Yes, or you could say based on what you saw this IPL. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, yeah. One last thing about the finals, though. How about we all just make quick predictions about how we think the finals are going to play out? I think that should suffice. Okay. Will you go first? So uh, yeah, you can start. Yes, I'll go. All right. Yeah. So um, assuming MI back first, I would say uh, MI get to around one eighty five for four, I guess. Uh, Rohit Sharma steps up, gets a fifty when no one expected him to. Rabada goes wicketless. Ashwin takes a few though, and then while chasing, DC falls short of around twenty-ish runs because they can't finish in the death overs. Okay, let me just stop you right there. Rabada is not going wicketless. Nah, okay. I I don't do that. Um, if Mumbai does bat first, I would also go with a one eighty, one ninety target, but. Their their deep batting order is what would get them there because uh, yeah, DC's bowling attack at the start is pretty good and that would falter MI start. So they get a 180 and as I hope DC in whatever way is able to hit that. So still backing DC here. <laughs> of course, here's what I think will happen though. Uh, this is in case Bombay gets put to bowl first. Uh, then I think DC will be at first quite difficult to budge. The opening pair Thawan and Stoinis will put up say 40-50 runs in a good partnership. Then would come a crucial big breakthrough from uh, either Jasprit Bumrah, Trent Bolt, or Rahul Chahar. Any of these bowlers. And whenever that breakthrough is 60 runs, 70 runs, 80 runs, after that, a series of wickets will fall, putting them in a really bad position. And as you guys have highlighted, they don't have any death over batting. So I think if DC bat first, their total is going to be anywhere from around 140 to 150 runs. If they are able to finish the game, maybe 160. But I don't see that happening. It's very likely that they're going to set uh, a pretty low total for MI to chase, and MI will chase it with ten or nine wickets left in hand. Maximum nine wickets left in hand because DC either pick up a wicket at the very end or one of the openers like Rohit falls because of a lack in form or whatever. But MI will chase it pretty easily. I mean, I think if DC bat first. They might not get a high score, but they still have a significant advantage. I mean, it's the finals. MI are likely to feel the pressure, even though they have experience. But still, uh, you know, pressure is on an individual level, and uh, it's possible that MI might fall short by a close margin. Uh, you never know. DC's bowling attack is still very strong. Of course, here's what I think yeah. will happen, though, for sure. Like this is one thing I know for sure. Dickock won't be able to stop hitting, and he'll get out just like in a fashion where he's on a really good run. Uh, so he hits a six on the first ball of the over, four of the second ball, then he gets out at a score with a at a small score with a very high strike rate, like 20 of 13 balls or 35 or 40 of 20 balls, something like that. According to me, is very likely to happen, or almost certainly. You know, Surya Kumar Yadav had a similar sort of innings. I think uh, last finals when he got out for twelve of three. So yeah, something like that could happen. He again couldn't stop hitting. 
anything can happen boys it's 2020 <laughs> what about the best performers tomorrow from both teams who do you think the best performers are going to be from dc ashwin i i still think he is going to perform well mm-hmm. i i go with marcus toynes dc yeah i back through marcus toynes dc and for bombay i think it's going to be hardik pandya na i mean no no not the best performer but one of his contribution is going to be worthy of uh, one of those post match presentation awards like yeah 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 that type of performance and of course the opening order i don't know who's going to click though because dikog rohit yadav kishan polar also any one of these could click i think yadav might finally redeem himself this year i think this has been his best season so far in terms of you know the innings he has played so this might be his year very true yeah very true something uh, we should discuss though is the india australia series and why they have not capped ishan kishan or suryakumar yadav yet for this series does anyone have any opinions on that nothing it's just disappointing uh but <laughs> yadav and kishan like they didn't have stand out seasons when the selections were made so uh, it's just unfortunate but alterations can be made right rohit just got added to the squad because previously they thought he was injured and now he came out as perfectly fine he's in the squad now how difficult is it to chuck prithvi shaw out and get surya kumar yadav in i mean come on guys maybe next time i i mean i guess they don't want newcomers for a important series like this like i that's the only reason i can think. i mean they've taken shubman gail and mayank agarwal and prithvi shaw in their squad so i think they're going for more of a diverse where they're picking up new players with three very four very experienced players virat kohli rahanesh rohit sharma and jitesh pujara so the openers that they want to have in the next 5 years they they know how to play the game and what to do in most situations do you think will be a stand up performer in the india australia series honestly i i can't say anything right now i just have to watch the first match yeah we'll get a feel of how both the teams are you know we will cross that bridge when we get there guys yes yeah. anyways i believe we've gone through all major topics we wanted to talk about for this episode except for pakistan versus zimbabwe which if i'm being honest i haven't really been following but uh, i believe that sahu has right so that's why we're giving this segment to sahu a little solo so listen to him for a while yes so yeah the uh, pakistan zimbabwe series sounds like a boring thing why would you follow it but uh, it's part of the odi world cup super league which is the new fad in international cricket today uh so you you've probably heard of the world test championship so the odi super league is similar to that where you have 13 teams which play three odis against eight other teams over a period of 2 years so this was postponed due to covid-19 but we've already had three completed series so far england versus ireland where england defeated ireland 2-1 England versus Australia for Australia 1-2-1 and then finally Pakistan versus Zimbabwe. Now this ODI Super League is important because the top 8 teams uh get selected for the 2023 World Cup whereas the bottom 5 then play against each other. And this league features often unheard teams like Ireland, Afghanistan, Zimbabwe, and also the netherlands so uh in this series pakistan won the first two quite comfortably but zimbabwe managed to tie the third with one of their new star bowlers 
blessing Muzra Bani, conceding just two runs in the super over, taking two wickets in the space of three balls, and Zimbabwe managed to win the tie match. So one of the most important aspects of this Super League is bringing out new talent from the fringe nations and giving them more opportunities. And I think this series was a perfect example of that with a new international death bowler. That's all. Very interesting indeed, Sahul. They have made this sort of long cricket league that's gonna the one season's gonna elapse for two years. Yeah, the inaugural edition is that long. Well, they have definitely made it more like an actual season of sport is supposed to be, and uh, I believe we're going to see lots of ups and downs, given that it's such a long season. And yeah. if you have nothing else and to add, yeah, go ahead. India Australia series is also a part of this, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can't really miss any two uh, any two teams battling it out. So all all matches here are important, and that that's really good. Yeah. So one selling point for this has been that there will be no dead rubbers from now on because each match is worth ten points. So it gives series that added context. Of course, definitely, definitely makes it a lot more interesting for the fans and. Yeah, I think it's gonna draw in more. Uh, like each and every match series is not just gonna draw in fans from the two playing countries, but even other fans whose teams' positions in the league stage might depend on this series, and perhaps that is what they wanted to achieve with this. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just speculating. Anyways, if uh, you guys have something to add, you can go ahead, or we can uh, call it quits and end the episode. It's already been more than an hour, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, around one hour twenty minutes. So fascinating. A little longer of a of an episode than our usual fifty to or fifteen minutes to an hour, but that's better. It's just before the final. Exactly. Anyways, do you guys have something to add? No, nothing. I think that sums it up. I I think okay. we ended here. All right, all right. So, thank you, everyone, from listening. My name is Siddharth Rivas, and goodbye. Guys. My name is Ruf Kapoor. Yeah, goodbye. My name is Siddharth. All Sa- right. Thank you, guys. Signing off. Bye bye.